the Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Super Mario World is the story of two brothers taking a nap on the beach while the princess gets kidnapped again. Did you read the manual where it does the story for this game? I didn't read the manual. I saw oh, that. You didn't learn anything from Legend of Zelda, did you? <laughs> Although, like, I didn't realize till you got here. Like, oh, yeah, I didn't read the manual. It's all right. It's um, not nearly as detailed as Legend of Zelda. I was actually kind of disappointed because I got uh, into the game a little bit, and I was like, oh, I got to read the manual. I went back and read it, and I was like, no, there's not really anything in here. But there is a page with the story. It says that after all of their exploits, Mario, Luigi, and Peach, they want to go on a vacation. They're going to go to Dino Land. Dinosaur Land? What's it called? Dinosaur Land? Pretty sure that's where they went. Dinosaur Land. And they're taking a nap on the beach. And while they're napping, Princess Peach gets kidnapped. And then they wake up. And then they walk into the forest and find Yoshi. And then that's where you start the game. That's, that's great. That's yeah. great. You'd think after like spending all this time fighting a literal giant dinosaur they'd want to go anywhere else besides dinosaur land he's not really a dinosaur he's more of like a lizard okay like but we, still you know what are you, dinosaurs now giant lizards have you they seen they go to dinosaur land and immediately the princess gets captured so like bad decision all around just saying yeah yeah uh we're kind of jumping the gun a little bit i'm not trying to jump the gun i was just trying to jump, set the jump, stage jumping the gun a little how bit. do we get to super mario world this is this is super mario world it's but Dino Land. I don't even know. Dan, tell us about this game. I'm a when it comes to this game, I'm a filthy casual, and I'll admit yeah. it. I don't really know anything. I grew up playing this game on and off, but like I don't know it. But you actually managed to beat Bowser in this one. I did. I did beat him. Yeah, I'm impressed. I really, truly was not expecting you to come in here having beat this game, just because of your history with platformers, not liking them. Um. I I was happy to hear that you finished this game. I did. And I'm also slightly Proud disappointed you. that you had such little faith in me that I couldn't beat <laughs> a game that was literally <laughs> made for children. Uh, Jordan, I think there's a lot of people out there who can't beat Mario games. I feel like, but, you know, you just like jump in and like, oh, I can't beat that. But like, I, I would be surprised if most people couldn't sit down and take this one out, you know? I don't know. Let us know. Is, have you beaten Mario World? Have I hadn't until World? today. I had never beaten so, it. So, well, there you go. Why hadn't you beaten it, Jordan? Because I was a child when I played it last. But it's for children, remember? It is. I just wasn't a particularly good at video games child. And you're not a particularly good at video games adult either. That's true. I, that is a fact. <laughs> I will be the first to admit that. Uh, anyway, right. why don't you yeah, tell us a little yeah. bit? Just tell us a little bit about Super Mario World. Let's, let's, let's go. Okay, so Jordan, this, this game, developed and published by Nintendo. What? <laughs> first of all. <laughs> thought this was a Sega game. You know, it's it's funny. It's not completely irrelevant, Jordan. Have you ever heard of Super Mario's Wacky Worlds? Mm, that sounds like a fake thing. It does sound like a fake thing. That was actually uh, <laughs> a game that was in development for the Philips CDI. Oh, okay. All right, yes. We're not talking about Hotel Mario here. No. <laughs> We're talking about an actual like Super Mario World clone that was in development for the CDI, which I didn't know about till today. What, and it was Not wacky. Made, it was wacky. It was so wacky that it never got published. Well, they were going to like 
there I saw some footage of it and it was like Greek world and like kind of oh. like Mario's missing like history lesson sort of themes. Okay. It looked bad. We don't get enough um, of Mario's like earth adventures. It's always Mario <laughs> in the Mushroom Kingdom. Like what about Mario just navigating life in New York trying to be well, an everyday plumber, you didn't know? Did they do that in Odyssey? Uh no, it was still New Donk City. It was <laughs> it was very much in the Mario universe. He just I just want to see Mario in the real world, you know, fixing toilets, paying taxes. <laughs> that kind of stuff. But yeah, so developed by Nintendo, unlike the CDI game, which was being developed by a, a company called Nova Logic. So, in good hands. Yeah. Um, I can't say I've ever heard of Nova, Nova Logic. <laughs> uh, this game came out with the Super Nintendo in Japan along with F Zero in um, December. Uh, yeah, November of 1990. 1990. For some reason, and this is partially because my family always got consoles like. A, a generation behind i always think of this as like uh 1993 1995 uh, kind of era it's yeah. kind of crazy to think that this these 16-bit games were like early early 90s so well in the u.s we got it in august of 91 okay and there then you go. in europe it came out in april of 92 see maybe that's what it is maybe i'm just european at heart maybe aren't we all a little european at heart technically um genetically yeah i, I guess yeah 23 like, not me. all of us but i would say you and i, you and I certainly <laughs> are I, I would say are we gonna do a geniogram right now we're just gonna dig into our you guys thought you were getting mario world but actually we're gonna do a family tree deep dive dan just got his 23 and me results back <laughs> the real joke is on everybody jordan we said we were doing super mario world but we're actually covering the super mario world cartoon today not the video game oh okay. maybe you didn't get the memo i hope you watched the i didn't get the menu <laughs> the but full season <laughs> i didn't get the memo but you did uh make me watch some of that and i think i'm good for life i don't think i made you watch the super mario world card okay it was the I'm super sorry. mario super show exactly i'm sorry if i can't distinguish between the fifteen thousand different mario 15, properties 000. that you've made me witness Listen, there's super mario super show super mario 3 and then there's super mario world and there's Captain N, but that doesn't really count. And then you have the Legend of Zelda cartoon that was part of Captain N, where we get the, excuse me. All right, I'm done. Um. <laughs> I'm just I'm just over here with my jaw on the ground. I don't even know what's happening. I hope somebody does. Tell me some more about Super Mario World. Uh, Jordan, did you know that Yoshi was conceptualized uh, during the development of the NES games? Uh, I think... I think Miyamoto actually wanted Yoshi to be part of the original Super Mario Brothers, but the limitations of the hardware wouldn't allow it. So like we need to ride on a dinosaur. Yes. Hey, I, I understand. If I was making a game, doesn't matter what kind of game it is, put a dinosaur in there, let people ride it. I'm all for that. <laughs> Miyamoto, good idea. I'm glad you finally got around to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this game, Jordan, best-selling Super Nintendo game, 20 million uh, over 20 million copies sold. That's a lot of copies. That is a lot of copies. I feel like, I don't know why it's not everybody who ever had a Super Nintendo had this game. Because we, we did. It was a packing, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Now, does that count? Like, isn't there like a copy, like a version of this too, where you get like Mario All-Stars and Super Mario World? Yeah, that came out a few years later. So maybe some people had that one. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. But yeah, this is a... Uh, 
lot of twenty million is a lot of copies of a game. Twenty million is a lot of anything. Yes. Except for blood, except for blood cells. If you only have twenty million blood cells, you're probably dead. Uh, probably. I don't know. I can't. I can't fact check you on that right now. Uh, Miyamoto has said that Super Mario World is his favorite Mario game. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's gone like, what are we at now? Like almost 30 years without another game that he likes better? Yeah. Well, I don't know when he said that. I was just going off Wikipedia, you know, which is funny because Wikipedia also said that, and this was like, they were kind of talking about the console wars and Sega was like pulling out ahead of Super Nintendo and all this stuff. Um, So this is his favorite Mario game. Hey, news but, break, Dan. If you were wondering, the human, a healthy human adult has 35 trillion blood cells. So if you only had 20 wow. million, you're, yes. very, you're very dead. Yes, that sounds about right. Tell me more about Super Mario World. Uh, so after the game's release, Miyamoto admitted publicly that he felt it was incomplete and development was rushed toward the end. Now, guys, listen. <laughs> this game's not finished. We could have done better. It's still my favorite one we've ever made. <laughs> All those other games that came after that that we actually finished... Not as good as this one. <laughs> what? That seems kind of weird that he would say that. Yeah. Like, what wasn't finished? I feel like it was a good, complete little package. So, I can I can sense some of it felt a little <laughs> bit because, like, well, I'm not even joking. Like, the last few castles, I was like, that felt really short to me. Like, See, I feel like the I... first few castles were like twice as long as like the last half of the castles i felt okay i felt something similar and i don't know if this is good or bad or whatever it doesn't go anywhere except for right here is that i felt like you're right like the last couple worlds the levels were like what's over already how did i find the end yeah so yeah maybe they just um i don't know lopped off the end of a bunch of levels or something yeah, it's not like they feel like they're bad or no like overly short it just from the beginning of the game to the end of the game it feels like stuff got smaller i would rather get to the end of a game and have it like rush downhill into like an ending than get to the end and have like a steep uphill climb that never ends yeah like castle seven we'll get there (laughs) uh jordan that's all my fun facts for now those were fun especially the ones about blood it was cool (laughs) how you threw that in there should we talk about cat poop no no once was enough i think we talked about that two or three times well Two or three times was enough. <laughs> uh, bonus bounty entries to anybody who could tell us how many times we've talked about cat poop on the podcast. We don't know, so. Um, <laughs> you'll have uh, to send us audio clips. <laughs> worth it or worthless historians, uh, let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know you've really made it once um, you have uh, somebody who studies you for their doctoral thesis. <laughs> So if anybody out there is looking for a unique uh, thesis, it's never been done. Nobody's ever studied our 60-plus episodes of video game yeah, nonsense. 65, Jordan. Episode 65. Yeah. We did forget to mention in the last episode it was Mario Party on the N64, and it was episode 64, and it totally bypassed both of us. We didn't realize that. It's fine. We could have. We make enough bad jokes on this podcast. I know, but some puns, puns. some puns are worth the effort. Yes, and some aren't, like Super Marchio Bros., yeah, or yeah, the yeah. effort. That's Although true. Nintendo themselves acknowledges March 10th as Mario Day. Yeah, um, AR10. Yeah. So it's it's not that much of a reach to call it Super Mario Bros. Uh before we get further off of the rails, Jordan, do you want to just get into what this game did well? I think we're ready to talk about what this game does well.
right, my friend, what is the first thing on your list? Okay, this is actually really interesting because like I said, I played this game as a kid. I think that I've probably come back to it other times throughout my lifetime, but sitting down, playing through this game for the first time, getting all the way through it this time, and I realized something that I've never even like begun to think about before, and that this game has like a whole buttload of secrets and like exploration things. Now, when I think of Mario, I think of you start on the left side of the screen and you jump on a bunch of bad guys and you end up on the right side of the screen and the level is over. And in this game, you do that, but Mm -hmm. there's also like a gazillion little secret uh, exits and and like hidden levels. One gazillion, actually. It's actually 96 different exits I looked it up. Yeah. And there's not that many levels. So, like, almost every level has, like, multiple endings. And I don't know how I never knew that as a kid. Like, I just played this game straight through until I got stuck because I didn't, like, I I was dumb and didn't realize there was all these little secret things to go and explore. And you don't just run to the side and get to the right side of the screen. You got to go and, like, look up in the sky and down below and all this other stuff. Yeah, I, I I agree. And I'm looking at my notes, Jordan, and that is one point under, that's a sub point of my presentation category. Let's hear about your so presentation category. I had like, I kind of had a few things. I didn't know what to, I had like detailed stuff that I like about this game. Yeah. See, so, you, you actually know stuff about this game. I mean, maybe. Like you, you've played this more than one time, I think. Uh, so yeah, I don't know how many times I've beat Bowser on Super Mario World. Uh, but I feel like the last time that I actually got into Super Mario World the way that I did to play it for the show yeah. was when I had the Game Boy Advance version, back when that was like a new thing. Oh, that's going to come up later, so hold on to that thought. Oh, okay. I'll leave that tab open for you. Okay, thanks. Um, but yeah, I feel like I haven't dug in all the way through back to front the way that I did like since we... We did the podcast. Gotcha. Well, what do you got under presentation? So I have like awesome secrets. Like I love the exploration in this game. Like I have a couple that I wrote down to like illustrate, but like when you, did you make it to the, the secret fortress in the forest of illusion or whatever? Um, the forest of illusion. I just kept wandering around and replaying levels over and over until things opened up. So I don't know if I made no. it there. Or so not. you probably didn't. Uh, it's the path to the star road or whatever no i didn't find any paths to the star road until the very last level world whatever you call it that's 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 rough um but at the end of that fortress if you have the the cape you can like float your way over the lava okay and get to a secret exit and there's like nine one-ups if you do that there's like just a bunch of boxes there's nine boxes of the one-ups nice and so it's like you can go in the normal door but if you have the 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 cape, like yeah. you get this cool secret, and then I'm like, I like that. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that, and then there was a uh, in the the chocolate island. Like there was one level where there's like the information boxes. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about how they have like I don't are they speaker boxes? I always or thought they were coconuts when coconuts. I was a kid because you're on okay. an island. But I could be wrong. I don't know. The, you hit these boxes and they give you tutorials basically. Yeah. And there's one in like Chocolate Island where it's like, at this point in the game, the exit will change based on the number of coins you collect or the time on the clock. Okay, so I read that and that messed me up for the rest of the game because then like anytime I couldn't find a secret, I would just be like, oh, I have to do it faster or I have to get more coins. But I think that was just talking about that one level. I think so too. Yeah. Because I sprinted through that level and then when I went through a pipe, it actually changed. I was like, 
Oh. And so it's like stuff like that. Yes. And then just do the Which general is, exploration of it. That's kind of weird, that specific one, because that one sticks in my mind too, because it's one of the only ones that actually like gives you a hint about the secret. Yeah. That's not a bad thing though, because most of the secrets aren't hard to find. You just have to play yeah. the level again and be like, what do I, what can I do differently this time that I didn't do last time? What's a path I didn't take last time? Yeah. And then like sort of another point that I have is like a lot of the secret exits leads you to a star road or which ultimately leads you to a special zone, which is just like a, uh, it made me happy that there was like a payoff for some of the secrets beyond just like, Oh, this is the funny, like, in Mario three, you get the whistle or whatever. Yeah. It's like, that's cool. That's useful. But like here you're, it's opening up the map in a lot of different ways. Um, sometimes you're getting like a secret, like, uh, I forget what the name of it is, but early on in the game, there's a, a, a secret, uh, level that just has like two fire flowers, two feathers and a Yoshi. Oh, I didn't find that. And you can like, just go back into that level over and over and over again and farm lives and items if you need um, but yeah, I liked that the, the star road paid off to the special zone, which was this really difficult, like ultimate sort of set of levels that changes some of the sprites in the game. If you beat them all, I, I wonder what does it change? I saw that I saw that on the internet, but I was like, what does that mean? It changes the sprites. So like the turtle shells turn into like Mario heads What? and like the piranha plants, I think turn into like pumpkins. As if fighting a horde of never-ending <laughs> killer turtles wasn't enough. Now they're wearing your face on yeah, their back. Literally, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's like some payoff. Uh, back on like the the secrets, like the map actually has a red dot on the levels that have secret exits. Did you notice that? Yeah, I noticed that, Dan. It was like I like that a lot because Nintendo's like. This is a level that has a secret. And so you can tell if you've got it or not, or if you're missing something and it gives you a nice indication to like replay the level. I was going to save this for what the game does poorly, but since you brought it up, the red dot stand, uh, in theory, great concept. It's yeah. kind of similar to like we talked about in Donkey Kong Country. It'll like give you like a hint if you haven't completed all of the hidden things in that level. It has a red dot to let you know, hey, there's multiple exits here. Yeah. But... If you've already found both exits and unlocked both things, the dot doesn't change color. And so you have no way of knowing which level in this world do I actually need to go back and replay to figure out the secrets. So unless every time you beat a level, you immediately go back and search for the secrets, you don't, you just have to like aimlessly play them again until you figure it out. No, because didn't love that. Because when you hit a secret, it usually takes you to like a level called like vanilla secret one or like the path that opens up is usually very obvious. Not that always. The There's secret. a lot of them where it doesn't even connect to the level that you just beat and it unlocks something on a different part of the map. No. What, yes. are, you ta- what are you talking about? Dan, I'm just telling you this was an actual problem that I had while playing this actual game. This isn't a theoretical thing. This is me saying this is annoying. I got halfway through the game before I realized that the red dots meant something and then I had to go back and try to figure out what's ones I've already done and it doesn't help you by like I don't know, changing in any way. Uh, I don't know, Jordan. I think that you You don't know about something. my own personal experience that was a bad Listen, experience? I just know about how this game is designed, what the secret exits do 
playing it knowing what they do. Sure, if you know all of the secrets, they're not really secrets, though. For those of us who haven't played this game nine million times and don't know the secrets, it would have been nice Jordan, if I'm they just actually saying denoted the it in some way. special path always makes itself obvious when you, when you get a secret exit. It does, but like if you've played and then you've gone to the next world and you're coming back, maybe you're searching for a switch box or whatever it's called, the, yes. the little things. How Fine. the heck am I supposed to know which level the switch box is in because half of them have red dots? I got to play the entire world again. No, you don't because the yes, ones that you've gotten will have a branching path off of them. Mm, disagree. Yes. Agree to disagree. Yes. If you have a red dot and there's not a branching path, you missed something. There's specifically, there's one where they're like, you're up on the thing and then you find the secret and like a, a tube pops up in the water and then you can go there and it's like. Yes. But Instead you, of to the right. But if you didn't use that exit in the level right then, you wouldn't know which one got you there. Yeah, but you would have to go. I'm just telling you my own personal experience. They could have done it a little bit better. They could have done it a little bit better. No, no. no, You're going to have to say some negative things about this game, Dan. It's not a 100% perfect game. My last point on the the little presentation thing that we kind of touched on, color switch palaces are nice, and they change the levels, and I like that they change the levels. So you find these color switches, like yellow blocks or red or green, and sometimes they have an item. The yellow ones have mushrooms. The green ones have feathers. Um, I don't think the blue or red ones have anything in them, but they actually make the levels easier or unlock new areas that you can't get to before because they make like platforms underneath to to get you to secret exits and stuff. So I really liked that the color switches changed the way that the levels worked. I liked them too. I didn't love that they were all bunched up at the beginning of the game. I thought it'd been better if they spread them out a little bit, but that's just me. What they're not even the, the blue one is in like the fifth world. Yeah, that means you got two worlds without any switch things. So you got the yellow one at the very beginning of the game, and then in like after the second castle, it is welcome you, you to can worth it or worthless. I'm not allowed to say switch. anything bad about Super Mario World without <laughs> Dan getting defensive. I'm just offering tiny little things that I thought would have made the game better. I will stop it. I'll Pra-praise stop being Miyamoto. He made a perfect game, listen, even though he says it wasn't a finished and perfect game. Listen, when you stop being wrong, I'll stop it being defensive. I will never stop being wrong. <laughs> I can't. It's in my blood. Going back. All to right, it. Jordan. Well, what is the second of your like four points that the game does well? Um, Dan, Yoshi. Yoshi's <laughs> in this game. Yeah. And I thought Yoshi was great. Like what we talked about a little bit already is anytime you can ride a dinosaur, that's a good day. Yeah. So adding Yoshi definitely makes this game stand out from the first three entries in the series. And I was a fan of that. I also have Yoshi under another <laughs> giant <laughs> heading. heading. Let's hear about it. <laughs> uh, this heading is called Mechanics, Jordan. Okay. And this is on the more tactical mechanics of the game. Uh, this, the Yoshi specific point, multicolored Yoshis. Yes. Yep. There are different colored Yoshis, which again, never even knew until this time yeah. playing through it because I never found Star World before. Did you know that they do different things, Jordan? Yes. Dan, I'm not like a total idiot. Like I did beat this game. Uh, yeah. There's what different th- color Yoshis and they have different color power-ups. If a red Yoshi eats a red shell, then he can shoot out fire. If a yellow Yoshi eats a yellow shell, he can like shoot out fart dust, I think. Is that is that what it is? I don't know. If a blue you can fly the blue one can fly now is it blue or purple i always thought it was purple i think it's blue i don't know i don't know it's fun in mario kart that's for sure yeah well and then there's a a flashing one that lets you do everything 
So, Jordan, you're kind of wrong again. That's fine. I'm just... Slightly. I'm Like I said, it's in my blood. I can't not be wrong. Yeah, the green Yoshi will do according to whatever he... Whatever oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shell. Sorry. Red was, Yoshi always does the red stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did I get wrong? He's always going to spit fire. The yellow Yoshi's always going to have, like, the heavy stomp. And then the purple Yoshi's always going to be able to fly when he gets a turtle shell. It's when you eat their corresponding shell. No. What are you talking about? What? Tell me more. If a purple Yoshi, blue Yoshi eats a red shell, they can still fly with it. Yeah. Wait, so what did I get wrong? You th- you said that the red Yoshi has to eat a red shell. And oh, no. Thing. Sorry. So it's not limited to the color of the shell. The color of the shell determines what power the Yoshi has, but the colored Yoshis get an individual power no matter what color shell they eat, which is pretty cool. Wait, wait, wait. What? So if you eat a yellow shell... Yeah. With a purple Yoshi. Yes. You're going to be able to fly. And I believe you get the, the stomp ability because the yellow shell gives you the stomp ability. Oh. They don't so, ever explain this? No, they don't. So the purple Yoshi is the only one that's like useful. That's not, the flying one. Not, not that's, true. That's the flying one. Yes. And then another cool thing is like if you've got a cape and you're on a purple blue Yoshi and you yeah. hold the jump button, he'll just fly straight up. You don't even have to keep tapping it. Yes. Not the case if you've got a fire flower. Soup comes in super handy in Star World 5, I think, where like... Comes in handy everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, that's good so to know. So colored Yoshis, yes. Colored Yoshis, all the Yoshis, a great addition to Super Mario World. Yeah. Big fan. Big fan. You have to go to Star World, Star Road, Star World. I don't know what it's called. I don't even know. Uh, to get the colored Yoshis. Yeah. So you got to be on those secret exits. Yep. Which I didn't find until the end of the game, but it was <laughs> fine. I didn't know that you could find it earlier in the game until now you just said that. And <laughs> I got another little, little nitpick, Jordan. I don't know how you're going to take to this one. Let's hear it. The spin jump. I like that they added the spin jump in this game. Um. Why are all of your things that you like are things that are actually on my what the game does bad? Why list? wouldn't you like the spin jump? It lets you destroy enemies. No, it's cool, but why are there two different jump buttons? The one jump, so if you jump on like a Goomba it, with a normal jump, it'll just like flip upside down and you can pick it up and yeah. kick it. Okay. If you do the spin jump, it'll just kaboom and turn into dust. Yeah. So, so this one of is them the is thing. good for destroying stuff, and one of them is good for not destroying stuff. This is the thing, Dan. You know what every other Mario game since this game has done? Just had you press down if you wanted to destroy stuff. I mean, having okay. two jump buttons is completely unnecessary nope. and confusing, both nope. to me as a child and me as an adult. I kept forgetting there was multiple jump buttons, and like you'll be panicking, and all of a sudden you're spinning and you're blowing stuff up you don't want to, why not just do what every other Mario game census has done? You press down if you want to do like a butt smash. It's not a butt smash. It, it also is good it, for like... What's the difference between it and a butt smash? You you can also like the, the yellow blocks or whatever that spin when you hit them. Yeah. You can like spin through a wall of those. Yeah. Which is, has its uses. It almost... Of, like the only times I ever did that, it glitched hard. No. Yeah. 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 No, that's a useful ability. And you are... You're just apparently you're just bad at this game. I am I am bad at this game. Agree disagree. I have that on my what this game does poorly. I didn't like having two different kinds Goodness, of jumps. It man. felt no, wrong. That's great. And that's wrong. also how you dismount from Yoshi. Like if you want to jump, what are you what were you gonna do to dismount from Yoshi? Press up Without, and jump. <laughs> no. Yeah, press up and jump. What would they have done if they put him in the NES game? You would have pressed down and pressed up. While select. Jumping. Select. Select? No, select is a worthless button that never gets used. It's not true. It gets used. 
I mean, it does get used, but like, do you really need a select button? Uh, do you know what the select button does in this game, Jordan? Yeah, it makes your held item fall. Do you know what else it does in this game? Probably other things that I didn't learn. You can back out of levels that you already beat if you pause and press the select button. No, I didn't know that. That's a useful feature. That is a useful feature. So when you need to go farm items, because Bowser Castle's annoying or whatever. Yeah, that's Castle great. 7, that's a good go feature. You go back a level, you just get a couple feathers and go back at it. I might not have anything left on my what this game does poor list. <laughs> done going that's, through what it does that's, well. That's, <laughs> that's what I like. Uh, here's one for you, Jordan. Minimal power-ups, but they work well. Now... So I, I <laughs> tell I, me about it, Dan. Am I just nailing your list? Yeah, just completely destroying it. Now yeah. I had like a little internal conflict while I was playing this game because I right. didn't know if it was better than Mario Three or not. I truly couldn't figure out because in Mario Three you've got you know Fire Flower, you've yep. got the 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 raccoon tail that lets you fly, you got the yep. Tanuki suit which yep. is like super raccoon that lets you turn into a statue, you got the frog suit, you got the Hammer Bros suit, the shoe. The, the boot, yes. That was always the, my favorite yeah, as a kid. The booty. Trying to get um, the boot. Yeah, and then you've got like whistles and you got the whole the whole item system and a bunch of mini games. Yeah. And like Mario 3 is like a fantastic game for so, so many reasons. Yes. Um, but there are a few things about it that are pretty different than Super Mario World. Yep. And I was like sitting there playing Super Mario World last night and I was going, man, this is a good game. Like, really, I like, this is a good game. And I do not know if I like it better than Mario 3. Um, I don't know. But the point that I initially made, you've got fire flowers and you've got the feather feathers to fly, cape feathers, and then you got Yoshi. That's it. But that's, that's it. all you get. No, that's not it, Dan. There's also, like, the weird thing that makes you a fat flying guy. Oh, well, that's not... Yeah, okay. I mean, What is that? A that's a once in a It's like a pee... Pow, I don't know. Yeah, it turns you into, like, a fat flying Mario. I think it's a, a phelium balloon. But that's it. P-H. Yes. Healy. <laughs> that's, all you, that's all you get. Um. Yeah. But I thought that they made the game work with less uh, abilities, and I think that it actually worked well for this game, but you didn't... You you wanted more? So I love Yoshi. I like the feather. Although now this is just like a purely stylistic thing. Do you think that the cape or the raccoon tail are cooler? Uh, I personally like the raccoon tail better, yeah, but yeah. I think it might be like a nostalgia thing. So they took a really cool raccoon tail thing and they replaced it with just a generic cape. That's but, a downgrade. Jordan, yeah. do you know you can like glide with the cape though? Yeah, it could have added that exact same functionality with the... With yeah, the raccoon tail. But he had, a, he had they didn't add it till he was what, like a flying squirrel or give something? A, yeah, give him a flying squirrel. But I'm saying at that point, like they, it's this was after... Mario 3. I'm just realizing so that they, they retconned a lot of stuff from this game in later games. <laughs> like the spinny <laughs> jump and the squirrel suit thing. All of this stuff. Anyway, this is the thing. This is the thing. On one hand, I appreciate <laughs> the fact that they simplified it. You know, you have fire flowers, mushrooms, um, the star, and the feather. That's like it. That's all you get. Yeah. And then Yoshi. On one hand, I appreciate that they simplified it because there was a little bit too much. And things that Something that I don't like about a lot of like new Mario games is like there's way too much. Like, do you really need to become a cat? No, Mario doesn't need to become I a mean, cat. I mean, that was a little late to the franchise. I'm just saying, but because they've already done a million other power ups. Yeah. 
So on one hand, I like the power-ups. It's kind of like Pokemon. You know, the more the merrier. But also, I can sometimes appreciate just like cutting it down to a few. Yeah. But in this game, I feel like it's like all I want to do is get the cape every time. Yes. Forget the fire flower, even 100%. though the fire flower is like the coolest thing from the first, you know, first game and third game. Yeah. Gotta love the fire flower. In this game, it's dirt. Like, forget the fire flower. Who cares about it? Yeah. I didn't love that. And then I just want to get the cape and I want to get Yoshi and then I'm going to steamroll through the level. I'm actually going to fly over most of the level yeah. and just skip it. Yeah. And so I'm just like, maybe they're a little bit too frequent or too overpowered. And having those other power-ups to maybe dilute it a little bit mm. would have made those feel more special when you get them. So you're not just like, see a level, I'm flying over you. I can see that. Uh, the thing about the cape is like you basically, you need it for a lot of the secret you exits. You do. And if you don't have it, it's like, I got to go find a level where I can get the cape and then I come back here. Yeah. So they kind of did like make the fire flower pretty useless in a lot of cases in this one. I almost never wanted it. Yeah. It was totally like me picking it up by accident. Yeah. Or I'm just out of power-ups. Yeah. Um, so it's not like a bad thing. I'm not trying no. to like dunk on this game, but I did realize like near the end, I was like, ah, I feel like I'm relying way too much on Yoshi, especially once you unlock Star World, Starland, Star Road, whatever it's called. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to keep running back there and grab Yoshi's. For me, like the, those Yoshis was, were more of like a cleanup crew. Like when I was trying to go back and find secrets and stuff like that, or like I didn't, they weren't like a huge crutch for me throughout See, most of the game. I just used them to brute force my way through the last two worlds. Yeah, I didn't I didn't do that. Um Well, now that but, we uh are, you know, we're still in the what the game does <laughs> good section and I have nothing left on my what the game does bad section. Perfect. This will be a perfect. really interesting rest of the episode. Dan, what else do you think the game does well? Maybe I'll add some new things that I don't think the game does well. <laughs> um yeah, well, just just to close out the the point on the power ups real quick, like there are more, but like, what kind of value does the hammer suit add to Mario Three? Like, it's did fun. We, did we need it? But no. you get it like you you get it like two, maybe three times exactly. in the game. Do you need the boot? So, no, but was the boot awesome? Yeah, yes. But, but I'm saying like, is it a fair? How fair of it is it? An, how fair of a knock is it against Super Mario World that you only have the flying power and the fire flower when in Mario 3, like, those are the two main ones that you have the whole time anyways with an occasional, like, you know, novelty of getting the frog suit or yeah. the tanuki suit. It's like, I'm, I'm glad that they're in there and I love them, but what did they really add to Mario 3 that wouldn't have been there? I if think they it, took them out. I think it makes those individual levels more rem- like more more rememberable. That's yeah, a word. Yeah. It makes them more memorable because it's like that's the level with the boot. That's the level with the statue guy. Yeah. I don't even know the names of these power ups. Tanuki. And Jordan, now it's like Tanuki. Super Mario World, awesome game. Incredible game. But it's seven worlds of me riding Yoshi and wearing a cape. <laughs> there is no oh that's the level where you can become the whatever yeah yeah it's 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 still a debate i don't have a side to to choose on that one yet no it, and i'm I don't it, know. i'm not yeah i don't want anybody to get the, the wrong know. the wrong vibe from me here yeah i do i love this game i have lots of nice things to say about it <laughs> all the things that jordan had not nice to say about it were nice things that dan had to say about yeah it. it's funny i just i was really surprised because we haven't <laughs> talked at all about this game and uh, your things were like my literally my my three things on my list 
Uh, I'll try to hit these last couple mechanics like real quick. Let's see. Uh, I like the fact that you can store an extra item in this. Yeah. You know, if you pick up an extra feather or a fire flower and you get hit, and you, you got an extra item to come down. Super. That helpful. was a nice addition. Mario three, they kind of did that outside of the levels, but not during the levels. Yeah. It's kind of so. like instead of having two hits and you're dead, it's three hits because yeah. now you have an extra little thing. Yes. And now it, it can be frustrating when you get hit and it like, you're trying to do like a, a platforming section and you get hit and then all of a sudden your mushroom or your feather just falls into a pit and you're like, yeah. no. Right. Right. Another little thing uh, that was an upgrade about this game, save points. Like you yeah. couldn't save Mario three. Mario three is not exactly a short game. No. Um, if you're going to play through Mario three, it's, it's, if you're not going to use whistles, you're looking at like a three-hour experience. Yep. You don't always have that for a retro game. This game, of course, lets you save after castles and fortresses and stuff like that. And, and the ghost it. house, I think. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. So it's just another nice little like, oh, yeah, this game, modern technology. Exactly. It's getting close. Like yeah. in, a, in a modern game, you should be able to save anywhere and everywhere. In the middle of a cutscene, let me save. And this game definitely gets you uh, several steps closer to that than its predecessors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan, I have a, a a point with a couple sub points. The overall, of course, of course. I tried to break break this down. Like, I'm I'm sorry. There's a lot. This game does a lot of things well. A lot of detailed things that I happen to notice. Where I was just like. I see that's that's the thing about it though Jordan is like there's so many things about this game that were intentionally well designed that I appreciated so much. You don't know that. The they design. could have been happy accidents, Dan. No. Miyamoto does not make happy accidents. Overall difficulty, Jordan. Yeah, it was good. I liked the overall difficulty. I liked the boss difficulty. Yep. In this one, I never felt irritated by the, the seventh castle boss, and I'll talk about the seventh castle, um, but like that was the only one where it was like he's exactly the same as the first uh, boss. Yeah, Larry but and now him, with but shooting, now fire. shooting fireballs, and now he he shoots he turns his head into a fireball and throws it at you, and you got Classic. fireballs coming out of the lava. So it's real dicey. Um, that was the only boss fight that I was like I could just not anymore. Like yeah, we're, we're good on this. Most of the time you jump on the boss's head three times like you yes. should in every yes. boss fight and then they're dead and it's great. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Bowser level did not get on my nerves, Jordan. I'm glad. It was so ha- it was such a relief. Um, That's to- what it does well. The game does well is that the last level wasn't annoying to you? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Because I mean, how many times have we played a game where they're just like, let's put a difficulty spike at the end of the game because it's That's the fair. end of the game and it's like... When you're fighting Bowser and then you die, like it takes you back to the beginning of the castle. There's not a checkpoint. So it's like, oh, you just have to go through two rooms and then you're at Bowser again. That is nice. And so like I really appreciated that the end of this game wasn't this like rage-inducing experience, which happens on a lot of games. It does. Um, and then I, f- I just have like that it's challenging but doable. Yeah, like, I agree with that. Like a, a classic Mario game, they get harder the farther that you get into it. But like it never felt... For the most part, like this game wasn't doable. Now you didn't get to the special world. No, and I'm I'm good. I don't have any desire to. The special world at points turns into like not this isn't like a, a literal uh metaphor. Uh what am I looking for? I don't know. You Comparison. have to say okay. uh it gets like the extreme Mario Maker. Oh like levels and you're yeah. not doing you're not like breaking the game, but like <laughs> this game takes itself to a whole 
another level in the special zones. And it's like, it's brutal. I think I loaded up because I played most of this on the SNES Classic and then I had to finish it on my Switch. So on the Switch, I had to like go through the Star Road and everything. And I had like 80 lives uh, on the Switch. 80? I had like 80 lives, yeah. And then by the time that I got through the special zone, I was down to like 30 something. <laughs> that yeah <laughs> like, see it was just... it's nice to have that at the end it's like okay here's a little here's like a bunch of stuff that you know you can throw yourself into a yeah. wall of bullets over and over and over again it's like all right goodness that that special zone is not for the faint of heart but generally oh. the full game completely doable and i appreciated that those crazy um, mario maker levels are called kaizo okay or k-a-i-z-o yeah. kaizo yeah 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 Good, good times. Yeah, I thought um, the difficulty was good. I I felt like it built up to a nice plateau, and then it held it there for the rest of the game. Yeah. Now, I have some some normal points, Jordan, that I'm surprised that you missed in what the game does well. Well, I, I didn't want to write down like 900 points because I knew that you Well, these would. are some obvious ones, though. All right, let's hear it. The music? The music is fine. No, are you out of your mind, so Jordan? Come I actually, on. I like was paying attention because, you know, we like to talk about the music. There's like there's like three really solid themes in here, and then it's like I don't know, just some like pretty throwaway organ MIDI tracks. No, it's fine. It's good, Dan. The <sighs> classics are in there. There there are some classic songs in here. This is. But there's some that are just like Jordan. There's uh, like one song on here that's not a bop. That's fine. That's fine. I, I like. I'm not saying it's and bad. And it might just be the credits. It's like not maybe, bad. maybe Bowser. Bowser theme, but like Bowser theme is okay. Yeah, like the credits in the Bowser theme are the only two that are not just like, this is good. This is very good. They're they're good, but it's like there's like the three or four that are like standout, rock solid hits, and you kind of get them over and over and over again. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, <sighs> whatever, man. It's fine. No, they're good. I'm not. Dan, I think you're misunderstanding me. It's good. It's good. Guys, it's fine. It's Jordan good. is saying Super Mario World is fine. No. That says, Jordan says like this game is like a six. No, I'm not. Listen, I don't, I'm allowed, <laughs> I'm allowed to say, I'm allowed to have an opinion. I literally like this game a lot. Anytime I just, if I disagree, <laughs> I might disagree on tiny things and it doesn't mean it, it's a bad game. I don't want everyone out there being like, oh my gosh, Jordan hates this game. I don't. I, this is an amazing game. <laughs> Jordan, I'm just trying to point out some areas that maybe aren't like 100% flawless. So let, let us know, Jordan. Uh, let us know, guys, if Jordan's uh, what the game did well points really sold uh, it on the fact that he liked the game a lot and he thought it was good. This is the thing. This is the thing. <laughs> in a normal episode, when we're playing a game that maybe you don't have such a strong emotional attachment to, we will say like, oh, yeah, I did that really good, but there was that one thing that wasn't great. And now every time I do the, but there was that one thing that wasn't great, you're getting like, oh, like, no, it has to be perfect. We have to say everything is 100% amazing. I didn't say that. I know, but that's I what I'm, that's I like, no. that's the vibe I'm getting no, man. flowing across the studio. No. So I want everyone. So you hated the soundtrack. Oh my gosh, exactly. You See? hated the mechanics. I said that like. You hated the power-ups. Oh no, I didn't hate You anything. hated the difficulty. I literally can't think of one thing from this game that I hate. You didn't even bother to try to get to the special world. Uh, I kind of ran out of time. And I'm I I did find the Star World, which is and I I did all the levels in the Star World. So I feel like you know I did one of the two bonus worlds. You hate the cartoon. Oh, the cartoon is not <laughs> part of the game. Uh, Jordan, 
this game has a story, which like I was like, it's not a great story. You know, Mario's on the beach, like a classic Ninja Turtles game. Yeah. Start off. Like, yeah. Manhattan Project. Very Manhattan similar Project. start. Yeah. The, so Nintendo just like yoink. Hey, Konami, cool story. We're just going to take that. Except for the uh, Manhattan Project, you at least got a little cutscene with that story. We don't get that in this. It's in the manual, though. Yeah. Um, but like every time you beat a castle, there's like this, like, you get a look screen. at how Mario's <laughs> killing this Koopa. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. You look at how Wendy O. Koopa just sang her last song because Mario bounced her into the lava. The Koopa kids, Koopalings, what do you call them? Yes. Koopa, whatever. They're cool. I like that. Mixing it up is not just fighting the same Bowser every time. Yeah, unlike Mario 3, which also had the Koopa kids in it, Jordan. Okay, time out. We haven't covered Mario 3 on this game, so what makes you think that I have like a whole lot of memory of that Maybe we've played it for extra life. I don't know. I just... Just thinking about that. Oh, yeah. um, You're right. We oh, played it in the middle of like oh. a 19-hour day of playing video games. How am I supposed to remember? <clears throat> Perfect, Jordan. See, that. See, that's just it, guys. We play games for 12 hours, and to Jordan, it's 19 hours. This is this is what I deal with. Listen, if you guys... Super Mario World is 12 hours, know. and it sucked. I don't know why this episode has become so contentious. What I want everybody <laughs> to know and to remember... I'm not you. If you are listening to this podcast, you are probably somebody who really loves video games. Dan is you. (laughs) I am your friend or your mom. I don't know who I am. I'm just a guy who played the game and has some thoughts about it. I'm really sorry if I don't love Final Fantasy VII. That's, I'm that's, really sorry if I don't understand all of the, like, subtle inside jokes but that's my whole that's my whole Jordan. thing is that I'm just the guy I don't remember most of Mario 3 I don't I didn't remember the Koopa kids were in Mario 3 because that game I played it one time and I forgot about it because that's who I am oh my I'm here to play the game with you and give you a normal person's opinion on it okay I just expected us to come in here and have a glowing review of, of this phenomenal game I'm literally out but of, I'm not I'm sensing out of, any glow you know what's gonna There's happen There's no glow is, here, Jordan, from you. You know what's gonna happen is I'm out of bad things to say about this game. Literally my list is empty. So you're gonna be the negative Nancy for the rest of this episode, and I'm gonna disagree with you on all those points, and the tides right. will be turned. All right. The tables will I be like flipped. It. I like it. Um uh, yeah, all right. So you didn't like uh, the story. There's a story here. I liked that they actually went and they kind of did it in Mario three a little bit. And Mar- yeah. Mario um, two also, I mean kind of. Well, you're just going at the there's like a beginning and ending cutscene, but yeah. in this one it's like oh you're you killed this Koopa you you melted him in the lava yeah now on to blah 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 and you get a little Yoshi egg there's like a there's like a thing going on here and it was kind of like yeah there's oh, a, it's a thread more. it's a thread that there's gets pulled through the whole game yeah and in Mario three you're just going from like map to map this it's like one giant overworld that kind of connects and it feels like a like Kirby's adventure. Feel, uh, no, I mean, this game reminded me a lot of Kirby's Adventure. Actually, oh, that's a problem. Um, I liked that game a lot. <laughs> a lot of people like that game a lot. It just has some performance issues. Um, last thing I think I have, Jordan, with the game as well, graphics. Game looks great. Yes, it's still beautiful. I don't. Yeah, I actually did have more nice things to say about this game, but I figured I'll just let you go. Uh, the graphics are iconic. Is that effusive mm-hmm. enough for you? They're iconic, Dan. Effu- effusive. Yeah. They nailed the look perfectly. Like this, when I think of classic retro Mario, I like forget the awful blockiness of Mario 1 
and the like weird chubbiness of Mario three. And I think of Mario world. Okay. This is what I think of super Mario world. I think that they, they nailed it on this one. Okay. Uh, I don't necessarily go with all that. Well, I I know I can't even say something. I can't even say something nice about the game without you disagreeing with me. Can we stay on topic or can we just keep arguing about arguing? I would love to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to stay on topic that is all right what you talk you say some things i just like the way this, the graphics jordan it's beautiful you got these giant you got these dinosaurs you got the mario you got the luigi you got the capes you got bowser looking a little weird peach had gloves i think in this one that was pretty fun yeah no and i really liked the the end credits like they I, oh. like when they do like the little cartoon of them it looks nice i liked it can we talk about this might not be what the game does well but i'd like to talk about it Okay. Can we talk about Bowser's like uh, magic bag, like floating thing where he's his like flying pod? Yeah, his flying pod. How he's like jump. He's like dumping out these bowling balls that are the size of the pod, and then Peach is like popping up out of it. Like, what's going on inside that flying pod? I think that it's sort of like that bag that Hermione Granger has in Harry Potter where it's like, it's a normal bag, but you can like keep anything in there. Like the, I don't know, it's called like a bottomless bag. It's like what they, when you get chips, when you get chips at a Mexican restaurant, you want one of those to be holding the chips, but it's always bottomless is never quite as true in a Mexican restaurant as it is in Super Mario World. Because you have the top half of Bowser hanging out of this thing, then clearly half of him is underneath and then he's just, I'm like, what's, What's going on? The funny thing is that pod <laughs> becomes an iconic part of Bowser Jr.'s yes. like character. Yeah. But he's obviously not as big as Bowser, so they must have like shrunk it. So it actually the outside shrinks and the inside is endless. <laughs> it's like a TARDIS. Yeah, it's bigger on the inside. <sighs> that was something I noticed and was like, huh. Huh, is this like a, a shredder has the ability to banish the turtles back I'm, in time with a hologram kind of deal? Yeah, I'm actually really disappointed in myself that I made the Harry Potter reference and then you made the <laughs> Doctor Who reference. And can we also just talk about Koopa, like the resilience of King Koopa from being thrown into the lava several times in Super Mario Brothers? No, Take- it's a, like honestly, if you're going to build your palace with uh, with lava in it, and you get thrown into it dozens of times. It obviously doesn't face him. I'm starting to think like that's just like he likes that. It's just part of like his natural habitat. Mario isn't like getting him good when he throws him in the lava. It's Maybe. like, oh no, I'm in my jacuzzi. But in, in Mario three, he falls. He gets like Emperor Palpatine down a giant pit. And I guarantee you there was lava at the bottom of that pit. <laughs> he, just, he landed with a splash and was like, "Yep, I'm good. Got to go to dinosaur <laughs> landing. Figure out where the beach is." So is that how all of his Koopa kids are still alive after being... Uh, actually, you don't throw him into lava in Mario 3. He's way more savage in Mario World. It's just like, I'm done with these Koopa kids and not fighting these guys again. Toss him in the lava. Toss him in the lava. What else you got, Dan? Uh, that is all that I have for what the game does well. Wow. That's it. All right. <laughs> what are we at? 50 minutes? <laughs> I don't think Dan's going to have anything about what the game did poorly because he responded violently to all of my ideas. So well, let's hear what Dan thinks the game does poorly. So the first thing that is on my list that this game didn't do so well, Castle 7. 
Um, that's where you're going. That is of all the whole game, <laughs> the number one thing the game does poorly or doesn't do so well is a level that you can skip. Well, you could, yes. So I played most of this on my SNES Classic. Okay. Because it's like, it's hard to rewind. It's like, it was me kind of getting the classic experience. Yeah. I had the thing hooked up. Okay. Um, And so I intentionally didn't want to play it on the Switch because I didn't want to give myself the option to easily rewind it. Okay. So I was trying to play this game close to its natural habitat. And... Castle Seven was the first time in this game that I actually I got to a point of rage. Um, like this game didn't make me angry until the second to last level in the game. Yeah, second to last level, which again you can just skip. You don't have to play. I had to beat it out of principle, Jordan. Okay, so it's the worst the, part about the game was a level you didn't have to play at the very end of the game. Well, I would, yes, it was because at some point. It was one of those things where it became me versus the level. And I'm the one who's being pedantic about what the game doesn't do well. All right. I understand. But I'm telling you, man, I had a great time with this whole thing. And then I'm like, why is this level just so garbagely designed? Like you're trying to get through. I didn't think it was a garbage design. I think that they made it really hard. It's, it, it reminded me of a lot of levels that I and other people who like maybe aren't good at knowing what a good level of difficulty is of level like has made in super mario maker like it's not even close to being like some of the really hard levels in there it's just like what somebody would make as like a hard level but not like a, a crazy impossible level it just drove me crazy and the, the worst part about it was like you're on one of those like platforms that goes on a, a it's like fixed track the blocks are like changing directions yeah. or whatever and then you get to the door at the top. And after I had done this like several times and then died because they have like the little, like, I don't know what they're called. Like the, the, the Merlin turtles that turn oh, the, block. The, the whiz robes. Uh, yeah. The whiz robes. They shoot out PlayStation controllers. Yes. Yes. 100%. Have you, did you notice that they shoot out a square, a circle and an X? It's almost like those symbols on the PlayStation controller are just generic symbols. Oh, you don't think it was inspired by that? I, the first thing I saw, the colors, it flashes like neon colors, and it has the PlayStation controller. Nintendo and Sony have a bad breakup, so Nintendo instantly tries to take shots at Sony. No. <laughs> Wait, didn't the PlayStation come out after this game? Yes. Yes, it sure did. Again, I'm not the person to ask about dates. You don't think that they were inspired by that? Probably not. That was the first thing I thought of when I saw that. I was like, oh, Sony stole well, that. You're the you're the gaming historian here. Uh, the, the PlayStation game- came out in like 1995. Okay. This game came out in 1990. What do you think? What I told you earlier in this episode that I consider this game to have come out in 1995 because <laughs> that's probably when I got it. My own personal reality is reality. Anyways, it beca- it's a cheap level. And then I've, I was like, after I beat my head against it, I don't know, for the 15th time, I was like, I'm looking at a level map because this, this, uh, these blocks are going down in a weird way. You could have just gone the door and played the level before it and skipped this one. Um, you can't, it's not that easy, Jordan. You You literally, you have to go to the star road to skip this level. So it's no, you don't. You literally just have to beat the last level before this one with the Yoshi. I don't know. And then he eats the key and puts it in and then boom, you get to skip this level and go right to Bowser. I didn't find that secret exit. I did it on accident. So, which I oh, chalk up was, to my that, own genius. That might have been one of the ones that I couldn't find. 
It's because right I didn't end, get to you the literally end. can't miss it. There's a key, but it's like sealed away. And the only way to grab the key is with Yoshi. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember that. Did it totally on accident. And that was probably after the stupid stuff that was crushing you for like seven hours. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no. Level seven is hard. Sucks. But anyways, so then I look up uh, a map of okay. this castle and I discover that the blocks that look like they're leading you to your death actually lead you to the checkpoint in this level. Yeah. And I like found that on accident too. I fell on that pit. <laughs> I fell on that pit to my death. Yeah. Thinking to my death and then realized like, oh yeah. no, this is the way you're supposed to go. Well, I only had two lives left at that point and I was like, do I want to go get more lives before I jump down a pit and hope that I don't waste another life and like hit a game? I think so it's like, funny that I found all this stuff by being bad at the game. Yeah. Yeah. And so then when I finally was like, oh, I found the checkpoint. I don't have to deal with this garbage anymore. I beat it like the first try that I found the lower door. I was like, are you kidding me? Okay. So you just like, like me? one out of 96 levels in the game. Is there anything on like a large scale perspective that you think the game does poorly? Uh, so here's, here's something that this is like a super nitpicky, like, so not a large scale thing. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Okay. Well, I'll just hit this nitpicky thing real quick. All right. Let's hear it. Um, when you hit the credits, it doesn't like, it didn't let me save. Yeah. I didn't like, like that. that. You had to like reset and then it's like, Oh, surprise. It's just the last save. Yeah. And I got like, it's like, I got to beat all this again and unlock the star road again and all that. I'm like, well, yeah. What in the world? Like why? Like the thing I like about this game is there's so many secrets and so much to explore here Yeah, that it's like, well, why didn't you just like, let me save it? Also, why wouldn't you just like re-resurrect all the castles and let me like play them again if I want? Like, give me like a not a new game plus, but let me finish everything. Let me get my do it like uh, Breath of the Wild or, or like you know in Zelda games where you beat it and then it just dumps you back before the last boss and you can go and do everything. Yeah, like I just, it was just it's a nitpicky thing. It's not that big of a deal, especially not on the Switch when you can just like load up your save states or whatever. But like, I thought it was just weird that it didn't let you save or restart or kick you back to the menu. Yeah, I kept hitting every button or, being like, come on, let me go back. Yeah, I was like, I was waiting for it. And I was like, this is very strange. Very yeah. strange. In, Mar in Mario 3, they're like, all right, start the game over with a, like a bunch of peewings. Nice. Go have fun. But this game, nothing. And it was like, why didn't you at least save it? Like, what in the world? All right, that's not super nitpicky. It's, I also, I, feel like it was I didn't like that either. Yeah. Um, Jordan, again, a little tiny nitpick. Very occasionally, this game slows down. Very occasionally, I couldn't. Man, I couldn't. I couldn't not mention. That's it. like saying this game is a retro video game. <laughs> I thought about letting it slide. It's not even this game is. This is a. This is a <laughs> video game. You know what happens? Video games slow down. All right, fine, Jordan. I won't bring up the slowdown next time. I wanted to let it slide because it only happened infrequently. You but. made like the biggest deal ever about the slowdown in Kirby, and then everybody on the, the internet it's literally so frequent. The entire internet told you, Dan, it. It doesn't, it's not bad, and the game is still great. Hey, and Jordan, so I you, didn't even notice one time in this game. All right, game we're going to go there, down. Jordan. Do you know what the whole internet told you? What? The Game Boy screen is the color green. It was almost completely split 50-50. No, it literally was not almost split 50-50. This is, what revisionist history world do you live in? The one where I'm the only person with access to the archive <laughs> of the poll, and I can do what I want. <laughs> all right, Jordan, are you ready for my last point? You have three points, and they were all like the nitpickiest Four thing? points. All this, right, this let's one's, hear it. This one's slightly valid. It, it kind of is similar to the the point about not being able to reset. All right, when you it. load up your game, Jordan, yeah. you only have five lives. 
Okay. The, okay. I was wondering about that because yeah. I, I swear I had like 30 or 40 lives. Yep. And then all of a sudden I had like, you know, done something or come back to the game and all of a sudden I only had a few and I was like, how did I lose all those lives? Yeah. I was like, I had like 40 lives and then I loaded up my save and I was like, five lives? Like really? What does it mean? Like on the save screen, there's numbers. Like I remember the last time I loaded up my save, it said 51. What I think is that? It, that's like the percentage, like the secrets, like the, oh, okay. the completion. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's a literal percentage, but I think I didn't know just... if it was like Zelda where it was your deaths. Um, <laughs> I didn't know. I wasn't sure. Yeah. But it's, it's annoying because like I said, I, I loaded up my switch and I had like 80 lives and I ended that special road with like 30 something. And I'm like, how would you restart this with five lives? And it, I think it lets you save every other one, but like those levels are brutal. Yeah, like, they, but you'd also have so many opportunities to get, like, they give you so many one-ups. But it's inconvenient. It is. It's dumb. They shouldn't do spot. that. It's like, it's just, I don't know. I it's don't probably know. It's one of those things. I'm guessing it has to do with there's only so many, like, memory spaces that they could use to save, and Life's was not one that got precedent. I don't know, Jordan, because I think they did the same thing in Mario 64. Because oh, really? I remember having that experience as a kid. Like, where did all of my stuff go? Never played it. Uh, are you? <laughs> Literally never played Mario 64. Really? All right. Well, we're going to maybe Marchio Party 2022. Most people got Marchio, Mario, Mario 64 for, um, like, as the pack-in game right there, N64. And we bought the GoldenEye Game of the Year edition N64. I don't think it was a pack-in game. What was? Mario 64. I everybody think, got it. Every, that yeah, was like the everybody game. got everybody it because it was one of the it. launch games. I don't know. I just remember I it was like it, I think years it was a, later. I think it was a Switch kind of deal where Nintendo's like, here's the console. We're going to like act like we're giving you a deal on this low price, but we're not giving you any games. Uh, unlike the Wii where they gave you Wii Sports. Unlike the Wii U where they gave you Wii. Mine came with 3D Land. I got my Wii, Wii World used, so it came with a few games. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know what it came with. I don't know if it launched with games. No, I didn't get many Mario games. Maybe like you got like the Wii U I got the Playhouse bu- or whatever it was called. I got called. the bundle. Yeah, that, that might be it. Uh, Nintendo Land? Something Nintendo like Land. Literally never even put it in. Yeah. Uh, anyways, how did, how did we get here? Uh, we're talking about the things the game doesn't do so well. And Nothing, right? Neither of us had a whole lot. Nothing. Five lives. Can't reset when you beat it. That's what it was. Okay. So all that to say, <laughs> we had like an hour of things to say nice about this game. I interjected with some very small points. Dan came in with a few very small points. But overall, this is a solid game. Solid. You're going with solid. Um, oh, I, why don't we upgrade that word a little bit, Jordan? See, he's doing it again. I, there's, there's no, I can't say. There's it. no universe where people go, yeah, that's a solid it's worth they talk about Super Mario World. Like, I obviously it's, it's, was saying it in a very in a very uh nice way. It's like nice a 7, way. right? It's like no. a 6.5. Come on. This game is like a 9.5. You use borderline the, 10, Jordan. Go ahead. It's just so close to being a empty uh, out your wallet of adjectives. Say all of the nice <laughs> things about this game and I'll just sit here and nod. Uh, this is a good one. This it is, is a, a good, one. good one. It's just good. It's only good. It's, it's like a six out of ten for you. Listen, good is not a six out of ten. Good, Jordan. good, good. Solid is better than good. No, solid. In is my not own personal vocabulary, solid is definitely better than good. No, 
<laughs> Why are we bickering about this? It goes like fair, good, great, now, solid. <laughs> before I was so rudely interrupted by you, Again, I yeah. was going to say that like I had multiple moments when I was playing this game where I was like, goodness, this is a great, great game. Like just all of the secrets and how like well thought out the world feels to me. And like, even when you beat, like, I think it's the sixth castle, they're like, okay, well now you have to go to this sunken ghost ship to unlock like the Bowser vat. And I'm like, yeah, that wasn't necessary, but it was cool that you, there's like this little kind of story element where you're unlocking this secret cave to go to the Valley of Bowser or whatever, which, why is he always living in different places? I don't know, especially because, yeah, what's he doing in Dino Land? So I did like that too. The, the, I, this is, we're not way off topic, but the fact that they mixed the water level with the ghost level was really cool. Yeah. And I kind of wish we saw a little bit more of that. And you do see that in later Mario games where it's like, the ghost stuff always happens in the ghost levels. The water stuff sometimes gets mixed in, but a lot of times you'll have just like pure water levels. It's cool when they mix stuff together like that. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of Hyperstone Heist. Yeah. What a game. What a game. What a game. Uh, Jordan, are you ready to move on I've, to the yeah. rest of our show? Let's do it. Jordan, yeah. what would you pay for the experience that you had with Super Mario World? Super Mario World, great game. I have to be careful about what I say. I, it <laughs> excellent. It was an excellent game. Very fun. I'm glad that I finally beat it. I'm glad that I learned lots about it, that it's not just run to the right. There's all these secrets and fun stuff that make you want to replay the game. And because of that, and because of its excellent quality... I think that I would personally pick up this game at like, I don't know, like $12, $14, like $14 maybe. Woo! It's a podcast record since NFL Blitz. No. Jordan Payne's over a burrito's true. worth of dollars for this one. I'm just like, I don't want to get yelled at by the internet. <laughs> I want all of you to know, like in real life, there's not a chance I'm spending any money on this game because I have it for free on my Switch. Well, it's not technically free. It's technically twenty dollars a year. But yeah, okay. In the in the for world for a license to play it. In the world of this podcast and how much I like this game and just because it's a good game and yeah. it's important historically, like I'll I'll say fourteen dollars. I feel fine about that. I don't like yeah. my I'm not like cringing when I say it. Yeah, I think for me, I was thinking about this a little bit of like, really, what would I pay for this experience outside of the Switch Online twenty dollars a year, which that's a no brainer. Um, obviously do that, uh, if you can, and you don't have access to this game on a super Nintendo, but I was really trying to think about like what the quality of this gaming experience was to me. And I was like, is it $30? I'm like, that doesn't feel like enough. I'm like, what? This game feels like I would be content to pay $40 for it. No, Dan, think about take away Mario, take away Nintendo. This is a reskin that just some indie developer put this out in 2021. Okay. The exact same quality. Okay. You're not spending $40 on this game. If it was this good, I would. Damn, it's a five-hour game. Yeah. Five-hour games are not $40 games. 
Um, yes, they are. <laughs> some you, games are. Somebody isn't just some wearing nostalgia games. glasses. Somebody's wearing like 15 no, layers of no, nostalgia glasses. No, $40? Is a, Jordan, I like platformers. And this is one of the greatest platformers of all time. And I don't appreciate you only calling it excellent when it's phenomenal. Exactly. See, I, there's <laughs> never going to be a point where I can say enough about it. So we just need to leave it. I don't appreciate you calling a masterpiece just excellent, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan, this was a launch game. Like, how in the world is this a, the game that came with the console? It, like, it blows my mind that Nintendo's like, here's a new console. Also, here's one of the greatest games of all time that came with it. Like, how does that even happen? Like, it's, it's, it's just unreal to me. It is, but I mean, you still have to place it. It's a 1991 16-bit Nintendo game. Yes. So, so listen, Jordan, as a collector, I would be perfectly content to, like, pay 40 bucks for this. This is one of those ones where I'm like, I would not feel one bit sad about, like, what's the Super Mario World thing? Oh, it's $40? Let me grab that and see if, oh, it definitely lives up to the hype. It's good. It's very good. Um, with that being said, Jordan, what do you think? Uh, what do you think eBay slash price charting? Where are we at? What is it? What's the internet? All right, you said there was over twenty million copies of this. There's, they're literally everywhere. You can get it on every Nintendo console since this one. They've re-released it on everything. Like, there shouldn't be a lot of demand for this game. Like theoretically. As as far as a supply and demand, yeah. When it comes yeah. like no 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 sorry, it's not rare. Demand as in like people want to play it, but yes. it should it's not like the supply is find. low exactly. Yes. I would I would be surprised if it was more than twenty dollars. Okay, I'm gonna say twenty, and I feel like that's high. That's actually Jordan eBay trending at twenty dollars today. Okay, that feels right. Like if yeah. you want to own this, yeah. put it on yourself. Twenty dollars. It's more than I personally would pay, but I'm not gonna like be offended that somebody else paid that much <laughs> price charting said 17 ebay said 20 i'm like all right well i was shocked i was like are you kidding me like that's it yeah you got this thing price charting you got this thing trending at like 17 like how is the I, you, I was surprised because good games usually go for a lot of money i'm like super anti-collector but if you're an adult unless it's a, a new edition of lord of the rings what? Jordan. No, I don't collect that. I've seen your shelf. That's not me. That's my how wife. Many, how, I many don't, ver- I, how many versions of Lord of the Rings do you have on your shelf? Me? Jordan? Zero. My wife? Many. <laughs> Guys, I'll have you know, Jordan has at least 18 versions of Lord of the Rings on his shelf. Again, not me. That's like me <laughs> saying, Dan collects cookbooks. Dan has so many cookbooks. <laughs> how many cookbooks do you own, Dan? Because your wife loves to cook. Yeah. That doesn't mean uh, that that's your stuff. That's her stuff. Well, the last one she bought, I'm interested in. That's true. I saw she bought like a WWEF uh, <laughs> cookbook. Have <laughs> you ever wondered what The Rock was cooking? Now you can find out. Uh, the People's uh, Macaroni Elbows, is, I think is what it is. <laughs> See? Anyway, I don't even know how we got here. But what I was saying is, if you're an adult with disposable income, you want to spend $20 on this game, go for it. It's a good one. It's iconic historically. Put it on yourself. 
If you're yeah. a kid or somebody who like, if, you know, honestly, if a $20 purchase is a thing that you have to think about, maybe just get Nintendo Switch online and play lots of good games. Yeah. Like you're, you got to spend 20 bucks one way or another to play this. We did an Instagram. Well yeah. We did an Instagram story poll where I asked like how many of our followers have uh, a Switch and you know, we have, uh, we're getting up almost near 13,000 Instagram followers <sighs> and hundreds of people answered the question and it was I think over 80% of them own a switch. Yeah. So right. if you're one of like, if you're one of the vast majority of the 7 billion people in the world who own a switch, just buy Nintendo online and play all these games and don't worry about having to yeah. dig them out of an old cardboard box. <laughs> uh, Jordan, you'll be thrilled to hear. We got the, uh, the, the, our friends in the PAL regions only paying about $17 for this one. They got, oh, they're getting a better deal than us. No. That's nice. Well, th- this is price charting. They were about the same. It was within uh, change. I think you said that it was change. $20 for... eBay said it was $20. Price charting said it was 17 Oh. So price okay. charting said the, the North American 17 said the PAL 17 Yeah, that seems right. 17 feels good. Japanese version, $12. Yeah. So... There you go. That's fine. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, I think it's worth it. Worth it. Yeah. Sure. Easily worth it. Sure. Worth it. I mean, yes. How could it not be? It is. For anybody who actually likes video games, it's worth it. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't like video games, you should still play it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're probably not spending $17 on something you don't like. You probably should, though. Maybe it could be like... This is your gateway into video games. No, if I'm trying to introduce somebody to video games, this isn't the gateway. You can show them Tetris. No, probably not. Like you got to start. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've never thought about you show that. Them Wii Sports. We could do that. We could do that as an episode. You know, your top fifteen. You're stuck on a desert island with somebody who's never played video games before. What ten games are you going to bring to make them become a video gamer? Mega Man Three. No. Mega Man 4. No, you're not bringing him any Mega Man Mega games. Man 5. If you're tr- introducing a brand <laughs> new person to video games, you're not bringing Mega Man. I'm sorry. Dark Souls. Spelunky. Is Spelunky um, like a really hard game? You've played it. You know, I you, played it like once 10 years ago. You blocked out of your memory. I remember it less than I remember <laughs> Mario 3. Uh, well, I should hope so. Mario 3 was like a few months ago. Yeah. Spelunky was like... Seems ages ago. Five years ago. Um. All right, Jordan. Did you do your job today? I did. Got that trivia? Thankfully, last episode we were talking about, um, you know, send us trivia and here's our next episode. And like the day that episode came out, somebody actually messaged me with a bunch of really good trivia. And I don't think we touched on any of it. So I wrote it all down in here and I think we're going to get to use a couple of them. So are you ready, Dan, for some trivia? Let's do it. I'm finally ready, Jordan. You finally got something for me. Both of these come from our friend Jude on Instagram. The first one says, in the Japanese version of Super Mario World, Yoshi is a little bit more powerful. Mm -hmm. What can Yoshi eat in Japan that he cannot eat in North America? Interesting. Do you know this right off the bat? No, I don't think I do. Your options are... In Japan, uh, Yoshi can eat one of these things that he cannot okay. eat in our okay. version. Okay. Okay. Is the answer power-up blocks, the dolphin platforms, the Koopalings, or Resner, the dinosaur? Resner, boss. the dinosaur? Resner, boss? there's like a, he's one of the bosses. There's four dinosaurs on like a spinning yes. platform. Okay. Those are Resners. They have their name on the platform. It's yes. Um, like, like from Nine Inch Nails. Yes. Okay. I gather that since all of the, if you don't know, the Koopa Kids named after musicians. Yes. Iggy, Iggy Pop, uh, 
Lemmy after Lemmy from Motorhead. Wendy on and on. And on. Wendy from Wendy's Hamburgers. Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> the, our favorite, our favorite Koopa kid, uh, Trent. Trent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So sorry. Power up blocks, dolphin platforms, Koopalings, or Reznor. Which one of those can Yoshi eat in Japan, but not in the United States? Well, I feel like okay. So the Koopa kids and Reznor, I feel like are just out because you can't take Yoshi into the castles. Okay, that's some good logic. What are what do you mean power up blocks? Like the like blocks the, that you the 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 ones that you hit and a mushroom comes out of it. He can eat those blocks. Yeah. No, I th- I'm going to go with dolphin platforms. See, this is the problem with having somebody who doesn't know anything about this game coming up with the questions. Yes, it's the dolphin platforms. He can eat the dolphin platforms. That's, um, that's surprising. Removed in North America. But you know what? This is why I said put a tab on that Game Boy Advance version. Yeah. In the Game Boy Advance version, Yoshi can eat the dolphins. I heard that I read that that game is a little easier. I didn't realize it when I had it as a kid. That wouldn't make it easier, though, because him eating the platforms would probably make it harder. Well, no, just to generally they toned down the difficulty a little bit in the Game Boy Advance version. I never realized that. Gotcha. All right, you ready for another one? I think. This was also Yoshi themed. Okay. Yoshi was originally supposed to be a tame Koopa Troopa. Yeah. But he was eventually changed into a dinosaur. Why did they change their plans? Why did they change him into a dinosaur instead of a tame Koopa Troopa? Do you know? No. Okay, I'll give you some options. (laughs) Was it because the shape of a dinosaur worked better with Mario's sprite? Was it because Koopas have brittle bones and couldn't hold Mario? Was it because they didn't want Koopas to be seen as good guys? Or was it because sitting on a turtle shell is taboo in Japanese culture? I think I'm going to take a guess. I have no idea. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with the bones. <laughs> you don't think that Koopas have br- brittle bones and that's why they always get crushed so easily by Mario? No, no. I, I appreciate your logic, but I don't think that that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh i do believe in japanese culture that a koopa is a turtle is like a, a mythical like legendary terrible thing i think that's a kappa yes it's the same thing okay <laughs> i think so i'm gonna go with the fact that they don't want koopas to be seen as good guys Oh, I tricked him. I tricked him. It's actually because the shape of a Yoshi, the dinosaur, worked better with Mario's sprite. They contoured better than him riding on a Koopa. They I didn't feel think like it I, looked I good. I might, might have heard that. but So that's why Yoshi has yeah. such strange proportions is because it's just what worked well with yeah. the sitting down Mario's sprite. proportions are strange, you should watch him play Limbo. Yeah, Mario Party <laughs> Yoshi having some very strange bone structure. So oh, there we go, yeah. Jude. Uh, we're gonna send you some stickers in the mail. Thank you for sending this trivia. Yeah, thank you, you. You, you know, it's not. Really, I picked the multi, the multiple choice thing, so it's not your fault that you didn't trick Dan on the first one. I should have come up with better multiple choice, but we got him on the second one. We will send you some great stickers in the mail. If you want to send us trivia questions, have them read on the show, and win some stickers, you don't even have to stump Dan. We just send you stickers yeah. for contributing trivia that we use on the show. You can send it to us. Our next episode is gonna be Mario Golf for the N64, oh, not yeah. the Game Boy version, but the no, N64 no. version. Not the not the NES version. Not the NES not version. The Game Boy version. So if you've got it's any Mario Galf for the N sixty four. There's actually an old arcade game named Galf, G A L F. But we want Mario yep. <laughs> Golf for the N sixty four trivia, or you can send us trivia for any of the sixty five plus games that we've covered on the show. And if we feature you on the show, we'll send you some stickers in the mail mm-hmm. free of charge. You don't have yeah. to pay shipping or anything. It's on me. <laughs> I'll buy a stamp. I'll buy a stamp for you. <laughs> Uh, Jordan, we have a bounty winner, finally. Yes. 
We had a record number of entries this past month because we were giving away a copy of Breath of the Wild. And our winner for that giveaway was SNES's Life on Instagram. One of our good friends. on Instagram, on Discord, brother. Well, he's on he's on everything. Is he? I think so. I think it doesn't we, matter. Anyway, we Congrats, met him on SNES. We met him on the internet, and yeah. now we're friends. And yeah. yeah, he participates in the Discord server. Discord server is a great way to earn extra entries just by coming in and chatting about video games or pasta or whatever we're talking about that day. I don't know. Sometimes we talk about weird stuff, but Copy it's always a good pasta. time. Come on in. And you could win some bonus entries this month. We are giving away a copy of Mario 3D All-Stars, a physical copy. A physical copy, We actually picked up a physical copy. You can win it, you can open it and play it, or you can put it on your shelf forever because the word on the street is that they are going to be discontinued at the end of this month, and Mm -hmm. maybe it'll be a hot collector's item. Maybe not. I don't know. They sold millions of them. But we're giving (laughs) one away for free. They sold 20 million copies. It won't be hard to find. I don't know. (laughs) It's hey, it's free. We'll send it to you. Um, yes. All you have to do to enter is send it. It can't hurt. It can't hurt. Yeah. Unless you have a severe hoarding problem, please don't enter. Uh, I don't know. We don't need to add more stuff to your house if it's going to collapse from this. This is the little, This is the needle that broke right, the camel's uh, back. So, Jordan, <laughs> how do they enter? Uh, send us a direct <laughs> message on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or on Discord, and let us know what what do we what do you have to send us? What their favorite Mario <laughs> Just Mario memory? What's Just... your favorite Mario memory? What's your favorite Mario memory? Maybe I don't know the first time you got a game or the first time you beat a whatever. Um, somebody talked about finally beating Super Mario Bros. 35 years after it came out. They've been trying their whole life. They finally did it. Somebody talked about playing Mario Party 5 with their dad. Somebody talked about playing Mario Kart so much in college that they were always late to class. What is your wow. favorite Mario Kart memory? Send it. Mm. Not Mario Kart. Just Mario in general. <laughs> blue it shell. Can be Mario. Blue shell. When they added the blue shell, I really loved Mario Kart even more. Yes. What's your favorite Mario memory? Any Mario game. Send it to us. It's that easy to enter. You can also win bonus entries by just participating in our Discord. It's like a chat room. Come on in. It's a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you can email us, Jordan, as well. Worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com. Yes. All of our social media and email and Discord and all that, you can find the links in the description. Yes. Yes. Uh, Jordan, we this, ep- this episode's coming out on March 16th. Of 2021. 2021. Now, if you're listening to this before March 27th, 2021, we're having a little smash event on the 27th. Uh, the Worth It or Worthless Challenger Series. And if you want to play with Smash with us, we're having a little doubles tournament. And if you want to win, uh, potentially win a $20 eShop gift card, you can pop into our Discord, predict the winner. Is Worth It or Worthless going to win more sets? Or is the community going to win more sets during the smash event? Yeah. If you pick correctly... You'll be entered to win a $20 eShop gift card. Another reason to jump in our Discord. You don't even have to play Smash. You can just go and say, are me and Dan going to win more sets against the community or is the community going to win more sets against us? It's pretty funny because we have a good mix of people. Some people say they're really good. Some people say they're terrible. Uh, I feel like Dan and I are solid. Yeah, well, after playing... Interpret that how you want. I feel like... um, probably dan's definition of solid not so much my definition of solid when it comes to smash bros i've been trying to kick the rust off a little bit get back in smash so i figured like why not just play online jordan and you know you know who plays online really good people really good people i thought i was like a solid smash player now i'm like maybe i'm like a a four a bot difficulty four nice (laughs) so dan's gonna come my my i am completely deflated as a smash player after playing online (laughs) 
Dan's going to come in all charged up from practicing for a whole month, and I'm coming in totally blind. I'm not even going to look at the game until we get in there. And Dan is going to get frustrated with my lack of skill. It'll be fun. You can come and watch. You can participate. You can just jump on the Discord and predict who's going to win, and you could win yourself a bonus prize this yeah. month. And that will be uh, we'll live on Twitch. If you just want to watch it, twitch.tv slash worth it or worthless on the 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, Jordan. Dan. Do we have anything else? That's it. That's it. That's it? You sure? I just want to say before we wrap up, Super Mario World is a garbage game. I hated it so much. It's trash. Which one did you think was worse? Final Fantasy VII or Super Mario World? Super Mario World was excellent. All of that was just a joke. Just excellent? (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to hear my thoughts on Final Fantasy, go listen to the longest episode ever and hate me along with the rest of the internet. And Uh, Dan. And Dan. Here's a hint. You probably don't want to hear his thoughts on Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> listen, listen. I know you guys are all just trying to be the thought police. And you don't want me to just be the the beacon of hope and truth that the internet needs. Okay. But I'm sorry. I can't censor myself. <laughs> don't worry. I'll do it for you. I know. All right, my friend, closing out the show, we have Helen again, because Helen has an album called Mario and Chill. Yeah. So for Super Mario Bros, like, why wouldn't I just keep hitting these these Helen tracks that are great? It's a deep well to keep dipping into. It is. Uh, He's got a lot of stuff. This one's Overworld, a track from Super Mario World. That sounds appropriate. Yeah. So it's good stuff. I hope you guys enjoy it. I think that that, Jordan, is going to wrap up our show. If you like the show, share it with somebody you like or share it with somebody you don't like. Yeah, if you hate the show, share it with somebody you dislike. Oh Yeah, I mean, that's about it. That's it. We will see you guys in a couple <laughs> weeks with Mario Golf. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.